When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. I'm Ian Brannan. Great to be back with you for another week of action in British Speedway. This week, I'm joined by a very special guest, Paco Castagna of the Birmingham Brummies and the Italian national side is with us throughout the episode. Of course, Paco most recently was racing in the Speedway of Nations last weekend. So we'll hear firsthand exactly what it was like racing on that track in Latvia. Meanwhile, in British Speedway's premiership, Sheffield blew the title race race wide open with a stunning 51-39 win at Peterborough. Unbelievable here at the uh, Peterborough East of England Arena. Anderson's pulled up at the back and Sheffield get a fight. Wow! We'll have to wait until Thursday to find out who finishes top of the Premiership and of course who will be getting the choice of opponent for the round of the playoffs which begin next week. We're also going to be looking at the Championship. Of course Paco is with us. It's a big week for Birmingham who could still make the playoffs in the Championship League but they've got a couple of big performances ahead to achieve that and we'll also hear from a few of the stars involved in the meeting at Redcar last Friday which was a thriller where Redcar came from 12 points down to level the scores against the Leicester Lions which has a bit of a consequence in how things are looking at the top of the championship table as well all that and much more to come here on No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Before we begin, though, it's with great sadness that British Speedway was informed of the passing of Dave Tatum recently. Dave was a loyal and long-serving promoter at Stoke Potters for many years and joined Newcastle for the planned 2020 season. A well-known figure throughout the city of Stoke-on-Trent, Dave was a hard-working individual who could be seen at Luma Road working on the track and facilities around the clock. Longtime friend and former rider and promoter Graham Drury has been leading the tributes and he's been speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Graham, first and foremost, as a good friend of Dave Tatum, you must have been deeply saddened when you learnt of his passing on Sunday. I was indeed. Uh, you know, I've known Dave Tatum since, well, going back to 1975, when I was running the training school at Crewe, uh, and he came along and signed up. I wasn't aware it was Dave Tatum until he reminded me many years later. Um, I knew he was poorly. As a, 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 There was a sort of a, a little close community of friends, maybe six or seven of us, that knew he wasn't very well, and, and, and that's all that we did think, that he wasn't very well. He, he never let up or let on to anybody how serious he was um, and I had a phone call this morning Sunday morning to state that um, unfortunately he passed away 
uh, early hours of the morning in hospital, having been rushed into hospital um, an hour or so before he passed away. Yeah, deeply sad news, as we say. Um, what was Dave like as a, a person and as an individual? Well, if somebody said to me, as you do, you know, describe describe uh, Dave Chatham, I would describe him as a Speedway fan, a workaholic, and somebody that you could trust implicitly. Um, and there's not many, you know, we all go through life with friends and colleagues, but not many of us can say that's about a certain person. But, you know, that just about sums up Dave Tatum. Uh, he loved his Speedway. He was a grafter. Um, the, nobody knows, nobody knows the work and effort that he put in to keep Stoke Speedway running um, until the very end. And when it did close, it had absolutely nothing to do with Dave. He was a tenant there, and the landlord sold the stadium. Um, I was fortunate enough, if that's the right word, to be at the last meeting at Stoke. Uh, and I saw him in his van after the meeting, you know, and he was breaking his heart. He really was. He was so emotionally upset uh, that his beloved Stoke had finished. Yeah, Dave is most commonly associated with the Potters. Uh, we know he linked up with Newcastle last year um, and had been co-promoter with the Diamonds during this difficult 2021 season. But uh, just going back, anyone who attended Luma Road will know Stoke was hardly glamorous or, or anything like that, with all due respect. But um, like you say to Dave, it was his everything and he worked tirelessly week in, week out, year after year, didn't he? He did indeed, and as you rightly say, you know, we all know that Stoke uh, isn't a glamorous, it was never a glamorous place. Um, I actually promoted at Stoke uh, in 1997, uh, and Dave was working at the track then, uh, and I couldn't believe, you know, the, the amount of work and effort that he was putting in as a volunteer at that time. Now, I know during the last couple of seasons in the National League, he had a lot of flack of supporters in regard to, uh, to generators breaking down. Um, but, you know, it, it had nothing to do with Dave. When you hire something and uh, you pay good money for it and it breaks down, he gets the flack. Um, but, you know, he, was the, he would have climbed Mount Everest to keep, you know, Stoke going. Um, just unparalleled amounts of effort that he put in uh, to the place. Just finally, Graham, you've summed up his dedication, um, his passion, enthusiasm quite a lot already, but have you got any standout memories with Dave from your time together in Speedway and how will you remember him? Well, I, I think there's two things in my mind that, that sums him up. Uh, and, and this just shows his love of the sport is that in the winter before the last meeting at Stoke, he, he rung me up and he said, Graham, he said, can we go through some costings in regard to running Stoke. He said, you know, I like your opinion. I said, yeah, of course we can. So we run through everything, um, and in all honesty, there was no way, shape or form, Dave Tatham could earn money in the National League in his last season at Stoke. And I said to him, Dave, I says, you know, you're absolutely, it's ridiculous even considering running at Stoke. He said, Graham, he said, I'm in it for the love of Stoke Speedway. I'm not in it to earn money. If it's going to cost me money, so be it. He said, I realise from the, you know, from the outset I'm not going to earn any money. Um, now, now, from my philosophy, as, as um, your Speedway being a business and it's got to earn money to continue, you know, I couldn't at that particular time understand 
understand his mentality. But I think it just shows his passion for Stoke Speedway that even though he knew he was going to lose money, he was still going to carry on. And I think the other thing with him that will always stick in my mind is, I run the, again, this was um, while Stoke was running, actually, I think it might have even been in the then called Premier League. Um, and I rung Dave up for, for whatever reason, I forget. Um, and he took a long time to uh, answer the phone. But when he did answer the phone, he was completely out of breath. And I said, good laws, Dave. I said, what, you know, what have you been up to? Oh, he said, I've been having a few laps by myself. Now, bear in mind, he was 65 at the time. Uh, and he said to me quite often, he'd be working at Stoke and he'd fancy a couple of laps and um, he'd, he'd get a, a bike out that he got, put, put some of his old leathers on, and there he'd be going around Stoke up by himself, having a few laps, you know, as a 65-year-old. Uh, and again, that just shows his enthusiasm for the sport. It definitely does. Well, Graham, many thanks for taking the time to share your memories of Dave Tatum, um, and many thanks for speaking to us on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Always a pleasure. There's Graham Drury paying tribute to his friend and colleague Dave Tatum, who passed away last weekend. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Coming up then, we're going to have a look at what's been happening in the Premiership and the Championship. We're still in that section where there's still a few key matches left in uh, the regular season before we crack on with the playoffs, which uh, get underway from next week. Um, joining us through this episode is Paco Castagna, who races for the Birmingham Brummies and um, also Team Italy. And that's where he is at the moment, at his home in Italy, after the Speedway of Nations. And we're going to begin by getting a bit of a flavour, I think, of, of how hectic the life is of, uh, of a modern day international speedway rider um, Paco obviously you had to trek from Birmingham to Latvia you're still not home yet and then you've got racing coming up this week it's a very busy week just give us an idea of of what your life's been like over the last week or so it was uh, hectic it was uh, it was a hectic week it was uh, uh, very difficult uh, for the whole you know the logistics overall um, so we had one big van going from Italy with all the bikes to Latvia. And uh, I flew back from England because I raced on the Wednesday. Uh, flew back on the, actually, the, the flight back on the Wednesday night was hectic as well because I had the flight at six o'clock in the morning. So I went straight to, to Stansted after Birmingham. Uh, slept two hours in the van, walked uh, about, it was about four miles, like four o'clock in the morning to Stansted, flew back home. Uh, got my bag ready, everything ready. Then Friday morning, like Venice, Munich, Munich, Riga, Riga, 200 kilometers to Daugapils. Arrived there to the hotel, watched the meeting, and I get there and watch the Friday meeting, which was, well, you know, not the best of tracks. And I go like, do I really want to be here? You know? <laughs> oh, wow. And then, yeah, and then, you know, um, so yeah, the logistics behind it, it was like a couple of weeks of preparation, you know, flights, van, who's going with the van, you know, no mechanics, we, we, because, you know, our mechanics, like, we're we a small country, we are, we are not professional riders like uh, the, the Polish or, 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 you know, the Danes or any others. Um, we found two guys, you know, very into Speedway, they drove 2,000 two kilometers to Daugapils 
so we had really no mechanics there. I found a mechanic there which I had to pay and, and he helped me out. You know, there's a lot behind it. You know, I, I watched the videos, the, the, actually the meeting um, on YouTube and there is a lot behind it. Like there is a lot behind what, what you see sitting on the sofa and, and watching watching on TV. And we're going to talk more about the meeting in a little while, uh, the Speedway of Nations semi-final, because, of course, it all boils down to uh, Bellevue in Manchester in October, and we're looking forward to seeing the, the, the finalists there. So more about that to come, and, and we'll talk about what it was like racing on that track. As you said, it wasn't the easiest. And talking about the, the logistics, though, that's just getting there. Now you've got to get back. You, you're in Italy right now, talking to us at this moment, but you're racing on Wednesday and Friday for uh, for, for Birmingham, and then you've got other meetings um, in your calendar as well elsewhere at the weekend. So, so what happens now? I've got I've got two bikes in England and two bikes in Italy, so there are two different bikes. I've got dirty bikes in the van at Sunstead from last Wednesday because I didn't have the time to wash it, and I do everything myself. So I got the bikes this morning at from Latvia, the Italian bikes. I got them at uh, 12 o'clock today. Uh, I finished about half an hour ago <laughs> uh, washing everything, getting everything ready because I'm gonna be racing on Saturday and Sunday here in Italy. So I washed everything, everything is in the workshop ready. Tomorrow morning I'm going to the airport, going back to Stansted, uh, getting, the, uh, getting the van, go back home in, in the UK, wash everything tomorrow night. Then Wednesday, Birmingham. Thursday, wash everything again. Friday, fly back. Racing Saturday and Sunday here in Italy, Italian Championship. Hectic. It's like, you know, and, and, <laughs> and the thing is that, you know, um, at, at our level, you know, you don't have people doing uh, anything for you. I mean, you, you got friends and this and that, but I'm doing everything myself. I'm booking flights, you know, booking um, parking lots or washing bikes and then getting bikes from there to there, uh, driving, you know, it's hectic and, and, and lucky. I'm, I feel lucky I've got people people behind me helping me. Like, you know, I make a, a small example, like I've got these, these um, family, uh, family friends, which are, are instanced that, you know, the Moore family and, uh, you know, they, they just let me put the van in their in their parking lot and leave the van there. Mm. That saves me. That saves me. I made a count about two grand a year about parking wow. the van in Stansted, and that saved saved my season. That's the money probably I'm gonna make this season out of, you know, England probably. And <laughs> you know, and, and it's all small things that behind the scenes, you know, not a lot of sleep, lots of work, but. They say, you know, living the dream. (laughs) (laughs) And on the subject of the Italian Championships, though, of course, um, unlike in in, in British Speedway, the Italian Championships is over a number of rounds and and you've still got a few rounds to go of these. And that's continuing this this coming weekend, of course. But your your dad was a prolific uh, multi-Italian champion. You've already won it twice and that's something you're chasing again this year. How's it going for you at the moment? Yeah, it's funny because... You know, it's this year is the best I've ever felt so far in, in the bike, and uh, the results are not really coming. Like I'm, I'm second in the standings, and math- mathematically I can still make it. Uh, I need to win the, the next three rounds, and uh, and then see where where I stand. But um, I'm second. But to be honest, this year I'm concentrating more on on uh, developing myself on the bike, and I know I didn't show it in Daugavpils, and I wasn't very happy about it. But on the other side, I know I'm getting better and better, and you know, 
um, every year, you, you know, I was I was concentrating a lot. The, all I care was the trophy, the trophy, and, and winning. Uh, while now I'm just caring about every meeting getting better and better, and it's coming. And I think the results slowly and steady are showing it mm. in England and elsewhere. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 fairly happy with it. You know, either I win it or I, or I don't. You know, all. I do care a lot about winning it, to be honest, because it's it's my own country and everything. But if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. It, it, it's not a problem. Paco Castagna, our guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear. Let's look at the action from the Premiership on Monday night then. And Sheffield stunned Peterborough with a 51-39 win at the East of England Arena to leave the Premiership playoff picture still unconfirmed. Victory for the Panthers would have taken them top and given them pick of semi-final opponents. But that issue will now not be resolved until their home match with Kings Lynn on Thursday. Commentating live on Eurosport were Nigel Pearson and Kelvin Tatum. Who saw that coming, Kelvin? Astonishing result. It was nice, you know, because um, Peterborough beat them there last week on the Thursday by 10 points. And Peterborough have been in sparkling form. They won at Wolverhampton. Seven meetings undefeated coming into tonight. And then to be rolled over by the Sheffield Tigers, I mean, yeah, possibly the biggest shock of the season. It was a good meeting though, wasn't it? There There was a sprinkling of good racing. We saw some passing. Um, and it was quite an enjoyable speedway meeting. Yes, um, there's... Yes, it was. Um, I think the track, I think one or two of the homeboys weren't quite happy with the way the track ended up being, but I, I can't think they can use that as much of an excuse. Um, Sheffield was sharper from the tapes, they made good starts, they seemed to have an attitude where they had everything to gain and nothing to lose. Um, there was one, Buckle Palmtoff for the home team stood out to me, he had a couple of smashing rides and uh, that entertained people, but um, good speedway meeting. Shock result. And it just shows what Troy Batchelor can do for Sheffield. They're, they're probably looking back on that and thinking, where's he been all season? Yeah, it's frustrating, of course, because he's had a poor season by his, his standards. He, he hasn't gelled with the Sheffield track, but in Heat 1 tonight, he came out and got a 5-1 with Jack Holder. That was a great start for him. He then backed it up with a second, second time out. Heat 8 was a great ride for him when he cut back to the inside and joined his teammate and picked up another 5-1. So... Yeah, he had, a, he had an encouraging night. It just shows what he can do and what Sheffield can do because Daniel Hume at reserve as well. I mean, that was fantastic what he did, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pleased for Daniel because he uh, last time I saw him at Sheffield, he had, a, he had a poor night, so it was difficult for him there. But no, you know, if, if they can click like that, they will need to click like that, though. If they don't, then they won't go beyond the semi-final. But if they can perform like that, then who knows? They, they might have half a chance. So the big question is, who do we fancy? I mean, I, I personally feel that Peterborough will beat Kings Lynn here on Thursday night. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they'll, they'll choose. The choice for them then is, is awkward because I, I, there was talk before the meeting that some in some quarters that they'd choose Wolverhampton, which I found surprising, but... I don't quite. Is that know. a bit of, bit of kidology, a bit of idle chit chat? It was more than that from one or two quarters talking to the management. They seemed quite keen on that idea, but I think I'd go with Sheffield. I know they've just been beaten by Sheffield. <laughs> at home. At home, but it's not an easy call after that result, is it? It really isn't because Bellevue are getting their act together. There's no doubt about that, but. I don't know if I'd want to go back to the second-best team, Wolverhampton. I really don't, because I think they'll want revenge. I really do. I think um, Bellevue, you just mentioned them, I think Steve Worrell's return to form has been a key for them, hasn't it? He's, 
he can, he can change. He's a game changer for Bellevue, Steve Vaughan. If he's up at 11s and 12s, yeah. game changer. Yes, and it was good to see him. He had a terrible bank holiday Monday, didn't he? It was an absolute nightmare for him. And then he had a couple of good meetings for the Paul Pirates, and that seemed to sort of reinvigorate him. And then he's got going for the Aces. And, you know, Bellevue have got a little bit of momentum going right now. So it's nice, really, because all of a sudden we've got four teams that you know, that all of a sudden look like they have the possibility of going to the final. I still fancy a Wolves-Peterborough final. And it's brilliant. It's great to look forward to, but we were just having a chat before we did this piece for the podcast. Yeah. Six teams in the Premiership, it's not ideal, is it? I think we're both united. We don't always agree. In fact, we don't often agree, but uh, you're always right, of course. Yeah. Um, but we both Fine, agree. That yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years. Um, I think we both agree. We, we've got to get more than six teams in the Premiership, haven't we? Yes, we have. Um, it gets a bit monotonous, you know. You could say boring. Keep going back to the same teams, the same, you know, the same faces all the time. You want more variety. The team needs to be expanded to eight. Um, we've discussed it. I'd like. I'd love to see the Pirates back. You know, such a successful team. They're going great guns in the championship. Be smashing to see them back. Glasgow Tigers with all the investment up there with the Vicenas, very ambitious outfit. That'll be. That would complement the team, the league very nicely. But um, race night could be proved to be a problem there. But if you could get Glasgow Tigers, Paul Pirates to add to the six we got. I think we'd have a smashing league. And of course, we're still waiting for news on Swindon. I'm sure we'd see Jason Doyle back if they did come back into the league, which would be great. But yeah, it's a perfectly good speedway track, and they, they changed it and it improved the track at Swindon, didn't it? Yes, the track was improved. Uh, they won the league. Um, pandemic came in, everybody shut down last year, but they didn't reopen this year because of changes to the stadium or building. Fingers crossed that we will do uh, see Swindon back. Final thought, we're here having a, a post-match wind-down uh, with a pint of Guinness each, lovely. Um, been a busy few days for yourself because yes. we've been working on the Speedway of Nations, but also uh, you've been riding yourself, Kel. Yes, um, Speedway of Nations, well, that was rubbish. Um, uh, I, I don't think I'm overstaying it. Don't sit on the fence, tell us what you oh, really think. mate, it was terrible when it was like watching grass grow. Um, track was bad when it was rough on Friday, slick on Saturday. Um, Bellevue will be good for the finals though It'll be a great weekend Yeah, you're right Qualifiers, poor Finals going to be sensational We didn't have a Grand Prix in the UK this year This makes up for it We've got a good lineup. We haven't got Saifutin off and Laguta But we've got plenty of talent um, And I know there'll be a lot of excitement about it Let's keep our fingers crossed that the weather behaves itself But Bellevue will be a great host for the Speedway of Nations final Any real motocross this weekend? Yes, um, I've had a tough weekend. I've had a, I've had a few smashing rides. I've really enjoyed it. Um, Where was it? It was at a place called uh, Cullum, which is just outside Abingdon, o- Oxfordshire. And had a couple of days there on Saturday and Sunday. Absolutely exhausted now, running on fumes. But um, trying to relive the past, trying to turn the clock back. Ridiculous, really. But uh, I, made, I did five rides. I, I won the first race on Sunday night. Too tired to go out in my second ride. So you I actually pulled out your second ride because yeah, you were too tired? Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't, absolutely shattered. Did three on, three on Saturday. And then I, I won the first race on Sunday. Couldn't do the second one. Went out in the third one. Was leading it and then faded badly and finished second. So I think there's some work on the stamina required. For... You, you are 57, Kelv. 
Yeah, 57 going on 17, I say. But uh, no, it, it is ridiculous trying to return, t- t- turn the clock back. It is absolutely madness. But you know what? When that 15-second ball comes off, it's just like watching that green light come on again when you were a rider. It's just... Such a comparison there oh, is yeah. b- b- between motocross had... and speedway because you can still start, can't I, you? I, yeah, exactly. And I, I had five heats and I made five hole shots. And What's I, a hole shot? I made the start. And uh, it's brilliant. And... I've got one or two people now giving me a bit of support. Um, and don't tell the wife, but I'm spending far too much money on the kit. So, um, but it's great. And for the next two or three years, I'll, I'll have a bit of fun. Brilliant. Well, let's just hope that Debbie Tatum doesn't tune into this podcast because uh, I've got news for you, Debbie. Your husband's spending a lot of money yeah, no on the t- motocross bike. Yeah, no turkey at Christmas this year, mate. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Calvin. We'll, uh, we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, well, we might all be struggling for Christmas turkey this year. We're not sure as it stands, so you might as well spend your money on motocross gear. As Kelvin Tatum with Nigel Pearson. Let's hear from the managers of the respective sides then. First of all, Simon Stead, who really reckons that this performance has been a long time coming this season to see the real Tigers. Where has that come from? Uh, that's the performance that we've been expecting from Sheffield all season, and it's finally come. Yeah, it's been a, been a long process, uh, really, Dave. It's... Um, and that's where the bulk of the frustrations really come yeah. from because I felt every single meeting like we've been capable of doing that and for whatever reason it's not materialised uh, but but tonight we really showed what this team is capable of and um, it's uh, great for the momentum for um, heading into the playoffs Big scores from Heat leaders Troy Batchelor really contributing your mid-season signings both playing an important role really perfect yeah, yeah, and um, look, we all know how much speed riders rely on confidence, um, and I've got a team with um, with riders full of it at the moment, um, and that's a good place to be moving into the you know the the important part of the season. Really, um, we all start from scratch in the playoffs, and uh, we've got everything to play for. Can you talk about? what was said after Thursday because Peter returned you over big time at your place and you've come back four nights later and done exactly the reverse was there anything anything different said beforehand tonight um, not really uh, in all honesty um, we've got a great team spirit and everybody was hurting after after the home defeat on Thursday um, nobody likes losing especially at home and we, we really felt that and we needed to pick ourselves up. There's no point dwelling on it. There's no point. Um, you, you can't change what's happened. All we needed to do was focus on the next meeting. That's what we've done. Uh, and we always felt like we could do this. And uh, and there it is. It's a, a, a fabulous performance right at the right time of the year. It blows things wide open. You would still expect Peterborough to probably finish top, but it probably makes the, the pick process even more complicated. And I guess you guys, you take what you're given now. I don't think I'd like pick, actually, because <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know who to pick. Um, I said on, a, on an interview a little bit earlier that the beauty about how the playoffs have worked out this year is you've got actually four teams in there that could actually lose the home meeting and win the away meeting, and that keeps things... Um, really, really, uh, really good for the fans, um, and not so good for the team managers. But uh, it's it's something that we're all looking forward to, uh, and if we continue to ride like that, then we will be a force to be reckoned with. And just finally, you have a one home meeting to come on Sunday. 
I guess the pressure off in a way, but a chance to really tune things up and hopefully, from your point of view, get a big home win to set you off well into the playoffs. Yeah, well, you know, you, you can't, you can't, um, you can't take anything for granted. Um, regardless of where Kingsland have finished in the league this year, they have got um, riders in their team that ride Sheffield very, very well. And if we go into there thinking that the job's already done, then. Um, th- then we could be upset and that would uh, that would halt the momentum that we've managed to gain this evening so we will go into it like every other meeting um, wanting to win it uh, and put our marker down and continue the good form that we're in at the moment and hopefully that will put us in a great place As Simon Stead speaking with Dave Rowe Paco Castagna is with us um, Paco do you think that perhaps Sheffield previously were seen as one of the, the easier options in the playoffs, but now certainly seem to be hitting some form, don't they? And a uh, performance like that against Peterborough on Monday night might be making one or two sides um, reassess their options if they're thinking of picking Sheffield. For sure. I think that Sheffield is the hardest strike to go to away. Um, and that's a team that have got a lot of, uh, a lot of talent everywhere. So... I don't know. Um, I raced at Sheffield, and it's a tough track to go. Plus, if it's you know, if it's uh, prepared for the home guys, you know, it's. I don't think you want to be there. Um, and and yeah, I don't think they're gonna be picked straight away. Um, Peter boys is uh, it's they've they've got a good team, but also they've got a nice track. So yeah. Tough, tough. I'm happy I'm not a manager and I don't have to pick them because <laughs> it would be hard. They're both very strong and uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, if I have to do a prediction, I think that I'm going to go with... Uh, if they don't meet in the same is I'm going to go with Wolves and Peterborough in the finals. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are expecting. But as Calvin was saying, the rumour is that uh, Peterborough were looking to pick Wolves if they if they got the choice. So it's going to be going to be interesting on that one. Let's hear from Rob Lyon now, the Peterborough Panthers team manager, speaking with Dave Rowe. Obviously tonight the script the script was there that everyone was expecting, but Sheffield rather sport of the party, and I think no complaints. They deserve to win. Yeah, absolutely. There was no uh, no question they deserve to win. They 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 outfought us in every way, in every department. I mean, five race winners tells the story really. Mm. Um, and they were consistently better at the starts than us tonight, which is, you know, it's unusual for us around here to be that um, out, out beaten in that way. I know Bellevue obviously did it a couple of times this year, but yeah, um, Sheffield was solid and, and fair play, they deserve to win. We could use words like wake up call, that seems very obvious and with an experienced team, I'm not sure they don't need waking up, mm. but it's just a message to say that there are actually four decent teams in this playoff race and anyone could win it. Yeah, we knew that anyway, if I'm honest. I mean, I said, you know, don't take too much away from what we did on Thursday and the previous time we were at Sheffield. They are a dangerous outfit, and if they all click, they, which they did tonight, ironically, then they are dangerous. And that's why it's made it so difficult to know if we're in a position to pick who to pick. Um, I think we've sort of made our minds up um, pretty much before the meeting, to be honest. But... Um, yeah, I mean, like I say, four good teams and it'll be terrific in the playoffs, I'm sure. Unusual that only of your experience, right, only really Tofty seemed to find the key to it. I think Jordan Pagan rode really well for his first meeting back and could have had more points. But unusual that really only one of your top six really found the key. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a strange one. Um, I mean, Tofty's going from strength to strength. I mean, he, you know, he was the star in the uh, the shining light in a in a poor, poor uh, performance tonight, really. But... 
you know, he, he did ride really well. And Jordan, to be honest, I thought rode very well and was on the pace in all his rides. Um, even when he was at the back, he was fighting hard. He was nearly there a couple of times on the line. So, yeah, pleased with him. And uh, oh, say so we've got to um, kick on for, for Thursday, try and turn Kings in over and, and get that top spot. Well, it looked like it might be a, um, not a dead rubber, but, you know, a build-up meeting. Now it suddenly becomes crucially important. If, if the choice is important to you and finishing top is a good thing for the club, obviously, anyway, yeah. um, it now becomes a, a must-win in that respect. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we knew that three points would do it and we knew that we were looking to do that tonight and as you say take the pressure off for Thursday um, but that's not happened so we've got to go again Thursday and make sure we do get all the points we need if we want to finish top and it just controls where we go and you know hopefully it'll be the right decision and we can kick on and, and win this thing. It's had to be an interesting night. Well, this decision as to who is going to face who in the um, Premiership playoffs, obviously going right down to the wire now. And um, last week I caught up with Michael Palm-Toft after his performance at Redcar um, to see if we could get an indication of, of how the thought process was going for the Peterborough Panthers, assuming that they do finish top of the Premiership and do have a pick. Have they decided on who it might be yet? Not really. Um, we've been speaking back and forth and... Uh, we're still unsure who to pick, really, to be fair, if, 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 if it's our pick. Um, for me, I'm not bothered who we pick. Um, I think we've all been going pretty good on, on all the tracks that's there. So, it, again, it's, it's everybody's game. So, all the teams that's there is pretty strong. Um, I do believe we've got one of the strongest teams that's in the playoffs. But, it, again, it's everybody's game when you're in the playoffs. Everything can happen, so... It, it doesn't mean anything that you're actually at the top spot when you go in there. Well, next we're going to hear from one of Paco Castagna's friends, Nick Morris. Um, Nick was racing for Leicester, but of course he's racing for Wolves. And Wolves have been top of the Premiership for so long. This door's been left open for Peterborough now to, to claim top spot. Um, what is the mood in the Wolves camp about that and, and now that it's not in their hands? We, we've been good all, all season. It's the first meeting we've lost at home and to finish top's not not the bees all and ends all. Um, I think it could be a blessing in disguise, really. Um, keep, keep us, bring us back down to earth and stop all the, stop all the talk about finishing top and I've got to win this, win that. Now, we, pressure's, pressure's not off us, but it sort of takes a little bit of pressure off us and the team wants to win anyway and, and we don't need all the talk about finishing top and who we can pick and got to beat them all anyway and I think this is going to bring the team together and give us a bit more motivation and fight for the playoffs. <laughs> That's classic. That's classic Moza, to be honest. Classic Moza. Who, who cares? Anyway, we got to hide them all, so who cares? You know, <laughs> it's like classic Aussie, isn't it? <laughs> do, do you think that um, that that's the right position to be in, though? That the pressure perhaps now is off Wolves a little bit. They've had all the focus on them for so long in the last couple of months or so in in the league. Do, do you think this gets them under the radar a bit now, and that's the place to be? I think that's the best way of. Uh, of thinking and uh, I would say the same to be honest I've, yeah you gotta you, you, of course you wanna pick somebody you wanna beat but they're all strong you gotta beat them anyway and bring them on you know I, I would I would say the same to be honest you know of course you know he's been in the in the league and in, in England for plenty of years so he've heard it many times and he won league titles so he knows it you know quite a lot and more than uh, many others so I like that attitude, to be honest. I think, you know, you just got to go out and, and beat them and see who you got at the final and 
just try your best and beat them again, you know? And I, I know off the track, you're a big fan of, of, of barbecue food. You, you've, you've told me in the past that that's one of your specialities that you're renowned for. Um, sharing uh, quite a lot of time with, with some of the Australian riders, uh, as you mentioned, like, like with Nick and, and, and so on. Um, is that a good crowd to do barbecuing with? Are, are you learning from them? Are they learning from you? Yeah, I'm, I'm quite good at that, but not having a barbecue in the house, that didn't help a lot. So we didn't really do any barbecues at all, but that's the plan for next year. If I'm coming back, you know, we <laughs> we want a barbecue so we can cook something and at least I can, I can, I can let an Aussie do a bit of cooking or see if he's good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the barbecue of nations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, surely I will do lots better than Latvia, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paco Castagna, our guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear. And speaking of Latvia, we'll talk about the Speedway of Nations next. Um, his experience of, of the track and the event and um, how he feels that things are going to go in the final, which of course is happening at the National Speedway Stadium next month. That's all coming up on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Paco Castagna, my guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear, currently riding for Birmingham Brummies and uh, was in action in the Speedway of Nations at the weekend, um, representing his country, Italy. Um, Paco, before we talk about that, though, just a look back on this season, um, how it's gone, because obviously we didn't really know how much of a season we were going to have, um, you know, sort of February, March time, but, you know, we had a fairly decent season. And, and for you, obviously, you've been saying how things have been improving as you've been going. Um, what are your plans for next year? Have you got any plans in place next year? <laughs> nice question because, you know, I've got, I've got things in my head walking around and, uh, uh, you know, England, when you, when you, when you race in England, you develop a, a riding style and a, and a way of riding the bike that is not uh, ideal for going forward in the sport in the means of, of like um, GPs, uh, Polish tracks, you know, big, quick. So it's funny, you know, it's funny because I said, I said, I was speaking to my, uh, to my teammate, to my team, you know, I said after Friday in Dagobah, I said, you know what, the track is very bad, but I've been riding quite good in England this year, so I might do well, you know, <laughs> tomorrow if it's like this, but you, you do learn, you do learn a lot from, from that. And, uh, uh, I would like to go forward in the sport and in, you know, I've got offers from Denmark and uh, there is a chance of going there, which is very realistic. Um, and then there is also other chances here and there, which I'm, I don't know yet, but obviously if, if England, England is, is one, you know, I would like to go back, but uh, the, the offer must be right and uh, the place must be right as well. Um, if that happens, then yes, I would like to to go back to England again next year. You know, if 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 everything goes good, I want to go forward in the sport and not, you know, sit sit on on my back. And the clubs aside, what about the various restrictions you have to contend with between hopping between countries? If you if you're looking to do that in in sort of the way that has been done in years gone by, Poland, Denmark, Sweden, Britain, and factoring it all into your your plan, um, how has that uh, been going? And and what sort of consideration is that for you as as a rider going forward? If if everything goes as uh, as we hope, then yes, be- because traveling to England 
it's not the easiest with this bike seat thing, uh, visas and all that. And for a guy that has to travel in and out a lot, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. So for a rider to stay in England and live there, it's not bad. Uh, because once you do it at the start of the year, then it's not bad. But um, to go in and out, if, if, if a rider is racing, for example, England, Denmark, Poland, Italy, uh, Germany or Czech Republic, you know, and he has to go in and out, then it's not too easy. But if 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 we keep going better with, with the COVID restrictions, then I hope that also the, the, the paperwork can go quicker because I've had issues with... Uh, with paperwork at the start of the year as well because of these COVID restrictions and all. Um, so hopefully, yeah, it, it gets better. And, and, you know, I hear a lot of rumors about, you know, not getting, not having enough riders or, you know, riders wanting to go out of England. But, you know, there are riders that want to go to England and they, they want to learn and they want to go there and race. You always find riders that want to go to England. The matter is to, you know, look around. So we'll see. We will indeed. Um, Paco Castagna, our guest, and Paco was racing in the Speedway of Nations in Latvia last weekend. It was the semi-finals. It was held over two days, all in order to get through to that grand final, which is at the National Speedway Stadium in October. Unfortunately, Italy didn't make it through. One thing that's been mentioned, I think, by everybody who was watching it on TV, um, and Kelvin Tatum mentioned it as well, of course, he was he was commentating on that, was the, the track seemed to be particularly tricky um the racing with the best one in the world wasn't the best we've ever seen um what was it like for you as a rider racing on that surface and and sort of give us a an overview of of, of what it was actually like close up and and how the bike felt uh well coming from the wednesday sorry the friday the friday was bad uh and it was very uh it was breaking up everywhere basically everywhere it, it was breaking up um, and I think they, uh, the, 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 the Phil and, and all the truck staff did the only thing that they could really do, and that was pack it. I mean, from the Friday to the Saturday, the only thing you can do to save the track is to pack it down, and they packed it um, so that no rats would come up. But doing that, the material that they have is quite sandy, very fine sand, and that uh, packing that, it came rock hard, uh, but the problem is that uh, the difference between that track and so Italians are, are known for uh, doing good on, on, on slick tracks because we, we always had slick tracks. So when I saw it was going to be slick, I was very happy. We was very happy, you know, but we didn't expect it to be like it was uh, to make an example. It was like riding on ice. So the, uh, the, the, the first hit where we were out, Practice was similar, but the first hit when we went out, Italy and Australia, and Frick looking at the back wheel and us going on the straight like this, that showed how how slick the track was, and um, you had no no traction whatsoever, nowhere. Like my start was dreadful. I did the first meter where I jumped and then I stood still, but it was going like on on on. On the ice like i was sitting back trying to let the bike drive and it was doing absolutely nothing 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 and i was going out of the corners going wide and and couldn't do anything so the track developed a little bit afterwards because the dirt go went went out and the blue groove came came out with a couple of rats going into the corner into turn one there was a rat where i hit it a couple of times we saw freak also uh, hitting it 
and um, but it wasn't a blue groove where you had traction. It was still like riding on ice. You had to be on the blue groove because you had more traction than going wide. But it wasn't like I'm used to a blue groove in Italy and Germany that when where it comes out, it breaks your arms because it, the bike pulling so hard. Um, so I was I was struggling so hard because I never experienced anything like. So I was I was expecting to out myself uh, and do good because the track was going to be slick and and I I know what I can do on the slick tracks but this was something I never experienced before. So I struggled all night with the setup since hit one. Uh, I've managed to get something on at the end, you know, and uh, uh, I did some points and this and that, but. You know, still talking about the track. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the best, but they saved. I think they saved uh, the situation from the Friday doing the only thing they could do mm. uh, in that moment. I think I said it before. They, I think the club tried to do something better at the track. Dalgopils is known to be slick, so I think that I, I heard rumors that they they put material on or they they graded it in a way that it created more material, but it, it broke up. Mm. It's too dangerous like that. So it's a shame because I know that when you get them meetings, you, you want to do good and do a good raceable track, but sometimes it works against you. And and have you ridden at that track before ever? Is this the first time you've been there any time? Never, never, ever been there before. Uh, I went to Riga in Latvia once, but mm. never been to Dalopis before. Uh, I saw lots of videos and, and I know they're racing the Polish league, but... I didn't expect it to be like that. Like, like it was so slick. And the thing is that when you, as I said it before, when you watch it on TV, you you, you think, ah, oh, it's a blue groove. And even even you know, you listen to to Kelvin and Nigel, you know, um, it's the blue groove and Scotty, and it's it's, but it's a blue groove that doesn't give you traction. It's it's funny. It doesn't make sense, but mm. yeah, it was it was funny to ride only at the end, at the last five hits. I think that it was on the blue groove and you could feel the bike working, but yeah, it was weird. Looking away from Latvia, um, perhaps uh, for the best, uh, and looking at the National Speedway Stadium, 16th and 17th of October for the Monster Energy Speedway of Nations final. Um, it's going to be a great event. Great Britain, of course, are through, seeded along with Poland, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, Latvia and France. And um, knowing what you know about those teams, having faced um, three of them um, at the weekend and, and, and knowing quite a lot about Bellevue, I suppose, as well, how do you see this one going, this event? I mean, the stage is set. Fantastic track on offer this time and hopefully some great racing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one not to miss. Um, I think all, all teams all teams are strong. Uh, it's a final where everybody can win. Um, all teams were, will take, you know, their best riders. So you'll see the best riders in, in the world there. Um, and again, Bellevue, uh, one of the best tracks, you know, the best track in, in the UK probably and, and one of the best in the world and you're you're gonna be able to see a nice nice meeting there and yeah I think and I think that for the English people that wanna go there, I think that you've got a big, big, big chance there to win. Wow, you reckon Great Britain it's there it's there for the taking. What what based on what? Based based on, on you know the riders you've got. Uh, you've got very good riders. Um, you know, I think that the, the, the top guys of, of the, 
that are going to be in the team and the under 21s you've got are, are strong enough to do well um, and you know two days on the same track they know it um, I think I think you got a good, good chance you can't knock off Poland and Denmark that's for sure uh, Sweden are strong yeah, all of them are strong early but you know we've seen it in the past at Bellevue that got really close um, I think there is a good chance I do think that there is a good chance for them I hope I, it would be nice to see that's for sure it would be very nice to see I think uh, one of the interesting things will be for Great Britain is to who actually does make the team because for once maybe we have too many riders who could do the job <laughs> and yeah. and you know you've got Ty um, Dan Bewley Robert Lambert and then you've got the so you've got three the you know obvious riders who who for the two places and then you've got the under twenty one slot as well so it's going to be interesting to who actually finally gets the the you know the the team places really I think that's um, an, an interesting situation. Yeah, I don't want to say anything about it because I, I don't want to <laughs> put myself in the wrong spot. But I, I yeah, all of them are strong. Um, the under twenty ones are strong enough to beat you know. All the other under 21s i think um based on you know they know the track uh, they've been there before the others and that can you know if you're under i remember being an under 21 and thinking you know you can do good and that but you know actually having knowledge about the track that helps a lot behind the scenes they've got everything you know the organization behind it they've got everything everything is is there now you know it's it's up to the points on the track and uh and I'm, it's been impressed to see what they've done lately, you know, um, you know, the people who got into Team Great Britain and what they've done lately. It's been impressive and I've been amazed about it. And it's very nice to see that, you know, they are trying to put the sport forward. And have you ever seen, you know, other countries copying? I remember like uh, uh, Poland copying Great Britain with the pits set up in Poland, you know, for the speed of nations after seeing what they've done in Manchester the year before, you know, it's, it's good. So I think that Great Britain have got overall good things in, in, in their hands, good riders. So I think that's the best stage to to take home some gold. That's a fantastic endorsement as well, isn't it? Because often we, we look at Poland and we, we, we think of Poland as being the leaders, but actually you're saying there that Poland are actually ripping Britain off. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. When I, I remember because I, I like... Uh, looking at them things, you know, I remember that Team Great Britain showed something in the pits, you know, uh, all the setup, all the dressing, all the like, all the, all the clothes, everything. Team managers uh, at the Speedy of Nations the year before, I think it was in Manchester, I can't remember. And then they went, uh, or it was I think last year, the year before, that Poland made more or less the same with all the lights, you know, all the fancy stuff. Uh, but it was nice to see Great Britain doing it, you know with all the things they're doing at the European Championship, at the under-21s, all of the meetings they're at, they're doing that. And it's very nice to see. And that's something that maybe people don't see, but it, it makes makes you want to go forward in the sport. They're bringing new sponsors in, new, new people, new companies. So mm. it's good. That's the way. That's the way that I think that England also league-wise has to go. It's forward and trying to bring more people, more money in, you know, to go forward. 
That's Paco Castagna, our guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. And stay with us because coming next, we're going to have a look at the action in the championship. It's all hotting up as we head towards the playoffs. The Birmingham Brummies can still make it in there. And there's still that um, top two to be sorted out as well, where the top two qualify for the semi-finals of the playoffs in the championship league. And it's still between Redcar, Glasgow and Leicester have got a chance of getting involved there as well. And even the actual league leadership is not confirmed yet. Redcar are going to be meeting Poole later this week as well. So lots to play for and we'll talk more about that next and hear from Lewis Kerr and a bit more from Michael Palmtoft and Nick Morris all on the way on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. Paco Castagna is with us as well this week. Uh, Redcar and Leicester drew 45 all in a pulsating night of championship action at the Media Prima Arena. Now, the result's a major blow to the Bears' hopes of finishing in the top two, whilst the Lions still have the chance to advance beyond their current fourth place prior to the playoffs. The visitors had an eight-point advantage with five heats to go, but the Bears came roaring back in the closing stages. A Leicester 4-2 in heat 14 gave them a 44-40 lead, but Charles Wright and Lewis Kerr tied the match with a 5-1 over Nick Morris and Kyle Howarth in the deciding heat. Charles Wright piled up 17 points from six rides for the Bears and Lewis Kerr added 12 plus one. And um, I caught up with Louis Kerr after that heat 15 to have a look back on what was a cracking meeting for the fans and if not a frustrating one for one or two of the riders. 12 points down at one point, getting a draw out of that. Is that is that a point gained, do you believe? or? Yeah, massively. I think they um, Leicester, hell of a team, and uh, and we weren't gating earlier on. And the track earlier on, you had to be gating, and it, it produced such a big dirt line that whoever got on that dirt line sort of pretty much won the race. So um, yeah, we all dug deep, and um, and to pull off the five-one and heat fifteen with Charles was was fantastic. A few scary moments with Charles in front of me, but but we hung on, so that's good. It's a draw, but. Mm such a close meeting yeah I, I agree I think every one of us tonight put 110% in and um, everyone was trying everything and um, I'm just loving being a part of this team you know we all want to win and it's um, such a good atmosphere and like I said a draw is as good as a win tonight after being 12 points down and enjoying life at Redcar <laughs> loving it mate absolutely loving it yeah um, great atmosphere love the promotion the fans seem amazing so uh, yeah it's um Hopefully we can, in the playoffs, we can uh, bring it home. Yeah, and of course, it's still that um, question mark about finishing second. Of course, um, Leicester now go to Glasgow. I'm, I'm sure the Glasgow promotion would have been watching uh, the, the feed this evening and uh, will have realised they're not going to have an easy night. No, not at all. No, um, you know, Leicester's top four are very strong. So if they're all firing, they're a very difficult team to beat. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tight at the top. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. And looking ahead to next year, some plans already in place uh, for, for you? Um, well, Kings Inn, I've done a two-year deal at Kings Inn, so um, all being well, I'll be back there. Um, I haven't made any plans with the championship yet where I'll be, so uh, we'll see where we end up. There's Lewis Kerr uh, chatting with me after the Red Car Bears versus the Leicester Lions, which was a hugely frustrating night, it has to be said, for Leicester, who 12 points up at one point and uh, were cruising and then not just letting the red car bears in but um, a few uh, interesting refereeing decisions that changed the course of the match certainly frustrated Nick Morris 
Yeah, it was um, not bad. All the boys uh, battled on. Um, I think we probably definitely, well, we definitely shouldn't have let them come back into the meeting, but they're a good side and um, that's how it goes. I think the referee was was poor with the consistency with that one start we got pulled back for and then that heat 15 was a blatant jump start and that cost us a meeting really. So we should have won and Charles's front wheel was in front of mine before I dropped the clutch. Trip to Glasgow, which really has got a lot, so much riding on it now for this uh, second place as far as Glasgow are concerned. Yeah, we've got to um, try and pick up as many points as we can. I think um, we're in a very good position um, in making the playoffs. I think we're, we're there or thereabouts now and just trying to uh, claw our way up the table as much as we can. And um, then it all comes down to the playoffs in the end. But to finish higher up, maybe give us a little bit better choices of where we want to go or where we go. I don't know how it works in this league because half the, half the league's in the playoffs already. So... Well, it's part of the drama, isn't it, Paco? The fact that uh, you can have the element of human error involved, shall we say, where uh, some decisions that don't quite go your way are indeed um, results of, uh, of, of, the, of the heat, where I think um, a red car ended up with a 5-1 and perhaps it, was, uh, it should have been a 4-2. Um, obviously made the difference on the night, but um, hey, it's part of the drama, isn't it, Paco? Part of the drama. <laughs> I wasn't there, so I'm not going to talk about it. So I don't know anything. <laughs> but yeah, we've been we've been on the wrong decisions with the referee at Edinburgh as well, where we lost. Uh, you know, a meeting that we should have won, but you know, that's 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 speedway, and it happens sometimes. And again, you know, red car a great place to go to, and I'm always happy to go there and race there because the track is fantastic. And uh, yeah, there we go. Good racing, you know. You can't. There, there can be good racing in many places in England. Just need a couple of things going good, and then there you go. The riders are there, so the the, the capabilities are there. So yeah, I think I think there there's good there is a good base to go up, and there's there's a lot of negative talks behind it. But I think that more positive talks brings more good things in, and it's not nice to see tracks tracks closing. And, and and have loads of people there because they're closing. We want them every week. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we're talking about the Latvia track. Obviously, that was very tricky for you in the Speedway of Nations. The Birmingham track has prompted some criticism um, from, from week to week from various visiting riders, uh, more than the home ones. And, of course, the track is the same for, for both teams. What's your experience been of it? Because we, we saw the um, most recently the, the red car match got stopped while some extra work was carried out on the track at Perry Bar. What's, what's been your experience of, of, of racing on that surface? Um, when the red car match got stopped, I was on a maximum. So I got two rides maximum and I was a bit, you know, I'm like, it's hard, but I want to keep going, you know, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, so to be really, really fair, um, the track wasn't the best. It was very, very hard to ride on, but rideable, raceable, you know, um, sometimes I'm always the guy that goes for safety first and uh, it was very hard to race with four people there. But on the other side, I think that sometimes you want to use uh, that to help yourself, you know, the team and all that. So sometimes it does want to, you know, it, it goes two ways. It goes two ways. And um, 
you know, I like what I like what Poland Poland is doing. That they are they are sending like uh, I heard that they are doing the, that this year that they are sending one uh, one guy from the, the national federation to check the track out. If the track out the track is good, then we race. If not, you know, we move the meeting. Um, England has always been <laughs> the, the the place where the tracks are not the best, and we all know it. Everybody knows it. Um, I think that. The problem is that the bikes now are very volatile and, and very hard to ride, so the track must be very good. So, yeah, I think there should be more investment in the tracks. And I always said this, tracks must be good because if you have a good track, you have good racing. Uh, it's not only about home team winning. It's not only about home team winning. If you go to a track and the track is good, you see good racing. Even if your team lose, but you see a very nice meeting, you want to go back the next week. So if you want to go back the next week, I'm going to bring in five more people because the, the track is nice and the racing is good. You want to see something spectacular. So that's it. Let's bring more people. So that's more money. The club has got more money now. Then we can pay the riders more. We can bring in better riders. It's, it's, and I think, I do believe that it starts from a, from a nice track. We've seen it. We've seen nice racing in National League in, in Bellevue. And I think it's very simple. I think that at home in the last 10 matches, I haven't scored less than nine points. I think it's, yeah. So I've, I know that I can ride that track good. And I know that other people are going to get there and they're not very happy, but yeah, you, you don't really want that, do you? I mean, on the other side, you want, you, you know, I'm always to trying to get the sports forward and all that. So. I don't know. I hope I hope that this thing gets, in, gets into England. You know, I know Glasgow, for example, has been working a lot on the track. Other clubs have been doing that. You know, even Plymouth. I've been to Plymouth years ago, and it was uh, very hard, very difficult to go to. While this year I went there, and it was a bit better. You know, the track is more rideable. Um, so, more in, if you put money in, I think you can get money out. Uh, I'm not a promoter, but I'm a rider and I've been around tracks a lot. And I all I see is that the nice tracks, when you see a nice track, the club is always doing quite good. Well, um, busy week for, for Birmingham coming up then. Um, you have got a, a chance of making the, the playoffs. Um, I think the um, situation is that... I'm just going to read the what the permutation of it is here. Um, you need to avoid defeat at Glasgow on Friday and beat Newcastle on Wednesday. Um, that will help you uh, in your quest for the playoffs. So is that doable? Because, of course, Glasgow are fighting for a, a top two finish to get themselves through to automatically to the semi-finals. So that, it's a big week for Glasgow as well because Glasgow have still got a race against Leicester. Their meeting was postponed last night because it was rained off. That never happened. So, um, and, then, and meanwhile, Redcar have got to go to Poole and get a result at Poole to, get, to finish in the second place as well. So you can all help each other out here. <laughs> yeah, let's have Birmingham, yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's tough. Again, that's nice, you know. I, I, I'm thinking, you know, um, it's, it's nice because we, we have a good meeting on Wednesday against Newcastle. Uh, they've got good riders. They're strong away. Um, I think we can get the win, but it's going to be hard. And that's going to put us on Friday where... 
yeah, we need to avoid defeat. And that's hard at Glasgow, you know, because they're a strong, strong team. But we've got good riders on our team. And I'm always, you know, faithful that I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with the team I'm racing with. And um, I think it's doable. I always say, always said that if mathematics can can say you're in, then we're in. And that's a good game to be in, you know. And um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice championship you know, table now, and uh, I would like, I would really like to be in the playoffs because the teams in the top six are, are strong, all of them, and it's a nice meeting to be in, you know, adrenaline rush and all that. It's, it's nice. Um, so we see how that goes. You know, we concentrate on Wednesday. First of all, we get the win on Wednesday and then uh, heading to Friday, and we see how that goes. But yeah, nice. You're confident in your own ability, but to know that you've got riders like Bomber, like Eric Riss and, and so on in, in your team who you know can do damage everywhere must be really uh, you know reassuring for you from a team point of view to know that you're part of a, you know, a strong, experienced lineup. Yeah, 100%. And to be honest, I've put a lot of pressure on myself because I saw that being a reserve, I could do a good job for my team. And, and that's uh, that helped me out because I've been scoring good you know, I reserve and, and I've had my team winning a uh, couple of matches at home. Well, quite a few times now. Um, you know, I found myself, I find myself good with, with Ash Morris, you know, in, in, in the track as well. We've done, uh, you know, we won the match on last Wednesday together. And, and you know, it's, it's a good team to be in and, and we help each other quite a lot. Uh, it, it's something that, that really didn't happen in 2019. Um, I didn't have a good experience because we changed many riders. This year, we never changed. We've always been together and it's going good. So that would be a nice reward for us, I think, being in the playoffs. And yeah, we see how that goes. You know, I'm, I'm very curious to see. And Wednesday is going to be a, a good match. Yeah, it's going to be a big week for the championship. As I say, there's so much yeah, going on. And, and on that Wednesday yeah. night, you're racing... Um, Newcastle at Perry Bar. You've got um, Glasgow taking on Leicester. Pool versus Redcar. It's uh, it's all happening all happening at the same time. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's gonna be like finishing the meeting and then going and look at the updates and see you know who's winning and then nice. Yeah, I like that. It's it's nice because we get to the end and um, and it's not already decided. You know, and and it's nice nice to see that we 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 took it to the end and it's very it's very close. Good stuff. Well, look, um, all the best for the for the rest of the season. It's been great speaking with you as always, and, and always very honest with uh, with 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 speedway life. And um, and I, I hope that you manage to do it. It'll be interesting. I'm going to be rooting for you on Wednesday night and see what see what happens with these fixtures because uh, yeah, busy times. Yeah. Again, you know, thanks a lot. It's going to be hard um, coming from a coming from a big meeting like Speedy of Nations, where you know it was pretty hard and. Uh, you know, more pressure on, on Wednesday, do the result and then keep going until the end of the season with all the other meetings I've got in Europe and, and trying to finish on a high. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And I know that one of your aims was to, to get some guest bookings in the in the Premiership, if, if possible. Just thinking now with the, the fact that the, the teams in the playoffs are, are going to have to have guests who are not already involved in the playoffs. Does that maybe open a door for you with you doing well in, in the Championship League? Do you think that you, can, uh, you could replicate that sort of form in, in the Premiership if the call came in? Yeah, the, league, the leagues are, are the same, really. You know, the leagues are the same. I think I heard that like there are like five or six riders, five riders that are not doubling up in both leagues. 
mm. of the top league, you know. And that makes me think because I'm doing quite good in the in the in the championship and and I never ever received a call from the top league to do a guest booking, to sign a contact this year and uh, and I know it takes time, but it, it it does look for me from the outside that it's a very small circle where all uh, you know the riders keep circulating between clubs and and it's always very hard to get into. And I thought this year, this year I came to England with only one one goal, and that was to do good in the championship, to um, open a door and go into a top league. And that didn't really happen this year. And I, I was I was a bit gutted about it so far because I saw that some clubs which I was looking up to, like you know, just like Bellevue for example, which is a nice track to go to. It's very European. Um, had a couple of injuries here and there, and I thought maybe I can get a guest book in there uh, or some other tracks, and didn't really happen. Uh, but I guess it's just part of the process and it just takes time and, and consistency and I'm showing it this year, I'm showing consistency and slowly and steady doing good good scores and just keep going till the end of the season now. So do you think that it's it's not too late? You're still ready to receive the call if somebody did did want you to, to guest in the in the Premiership? Are you available? Your phone's on? <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> no, um, you know... Um, I think that you need to be careful with your opportunities and take them with both hands if, if the opportunity is right. And uh, if, if I can do it, you know, I've been looking for it for the whole year and the playoffs is the hardest meetings you, you go to. So you kind of want to do it, but you need to be careful where to do it and, and how to do it because you don't want to get the opportunity to go there and do bad and never mm. get the call again, if yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but if the opportunity is right, then why not? Um, I'm concentrating a lot now. You know, Latvia was um, was quite quite an eye opener for me, um, and uh, and now we see how things will will end up this season. I've got quite a few meetings in Europe now. I've got Pardubice Golden Helmet. I've got uh, a meeting in Prague, and then I've got Italian Championship. So I'm going back to the European tracks, big, bigger and faster. Um, and I want to see how that goes. And yeah, you know, if that if that opportunity comes up, and I'm in England, then I might think about it. Yeah. Well, all the very best for the rest of the season, Paco, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you back in the UK next year uh, as well. Uh, looking at the fixtures then for this coming week, then uh, Paco's Birmingham against Newcastle in the Championship tomorrow night. And meanwhile, it's Glasgow versus Leicester and Poole versus Redcar, which is uh, going to have a huge bearing on how the, the top of the Championship is going to end up by uh, the end of, of Wednesday night. And then on Thursday, it's all getting sorted in the Premiership because it's Peterborough versus Kings Lynn. And Peterborough need the points to assure their uh, table-topping state Status and, and that all-important choice, or maybe it's not important, depending on who you speak to. Also on Friday, we've got the Julie Lewis Memorial, which is taking place at Redcar. We've got um, uh, an entirely different format to that meeting uh, that uh, that evening, something new in Speedway, so get along to that if you can. And it's uh, Armadale versus Leicester in the National Development League. And then on Saturday, it's Leicester versus Kent in the Championship, another big fixture for uh, Leicester there, and Leicester versus Kent in the National Development League after that. And then on Sunday, the final Premiership fixture, Sheffield versus Kings Lynn, and that's five o'clock on Sunday at Ullerton, and Mildenhall versus Berwick in the National Development League. And then it's the Premiership and Championship cut-off officially, and we move into the playoff picture, of which, at this moment, I'm unable to tell you who will be riding who, where, 
or when. Uh, but uh, look, look out on speedwaygb.co.uk. All of the information will be there and on social media as well as soon as those fixtures are confirmed. And confirmed, hopefully, there will be by the end of uh, Thursday. Fingers crossed. Have a great week wherever you're heading for your speedway. We're getting towards the end of the season, but it's the exciting bit as we get to find out who's going to be facing who as it all boils down to the final throws in the playoffs. Join us next week for the next episode when we'll have much more information about how the playoff picture is going to be looking. We'll be here Tuesday from 8. Listen on all podcast platforms and on your smart speaker as well. And of course, at speedwaygb.co.uk. My thanks to Paco Castagna. No Breaks, No Fear is a Nigel Pearson Media Limited production for British Speedway. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.